0: And we are going now to Andrew Bridgen, uh, pro-Brexit Conservative MP for North West Leicestershire and leading member of the Brexit-supporting European Research Group. Uh, Let me go to you, if I may. Uh, First of all, you were actually physically there uh, yesterday. What was the atmosphere like?
1: And there was a lot of expectation and a certain amount of dread. Um, I think the result of the vote on the Letwin Amendment was pretty much expected. We've, we've lost those votes um, before. Uh, notably, last time was Thursday when they again seized control of the, all the paper, the Rebel Alliance. Um, I think deflation and the feeling in the country is they really wanted this to happen. It's a tolerable deal. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I was willing to support it um, with some reservations. And I think there's just a feeling in the country that we've missed an opportunity to end the paralysis of the damage to our democracy, the damage to our parliament that's been going on for far too long.
0: If um, you take what happened yesterday, um, were you surprised uh, that the government didn't plough ahead? Because as I understand, they thought they had the numbers just to go on the deal.
1: Yes, but um, if, they, if they'd done that, that then attaches the Letwin Amendment. Uh, and it potentially was more more damaging to the government to do that I think they're going to bring it back try and bring it back next week uh, and have a hopefully a clean vote on it obviously the the speaker's um, not impartial in this he may say that he may assert so
0: yeah
1: he may say we've already had one vote on this in this session of parliament and he may well be lobbied by those who don't wish the deal to go through to, uh, to um, refuse permission for the government to bring that forward. I mean, that that, that um, motion uh, on Saturday should not have had any amendments uh, accepted. They were accepted at the discretion of the Speaker. Uh, there were two there was the well, those... Why should they not? The
0: re- I'm sorry, beg no, well, your pardon. Why well, should the they not?
1: On, well, because under the Fixed-Term Parliament Act, we can't have a general election, although we are on a majority of minus 44 in the Parliament. Um... Normally uh, amendments to government business would be, uh, some would be allowed on the basis that the government is the government and has a majority. We don't have a majority. We're in this perverse situation where we're we're in government but not in power. And so by allowing amendments to government motions, it it could have been voted down, it could have been voted through. But by allowing those amendments, it's it's really disadvantaging the government. When we're on a majority of minus 44, we're effectively, say, in, in, in government but we're not in power. Um, this is again—it's an anachronism of the um, of the fixed-term parliament act, which should have been got rid of in 2015 when we ceased to be in coalition with the Liberal Democrats. I would just like to pick up on one of your con- contributors said that the Surely. the deci- decision in the referendum in 2016 was, was won by a whisker. Uh, to put that into context, it was a majority of £1.3 votes. Oh,
0: sorry, excuse me, please. That was I who said that, mm. and I was referring to a referendum that had taken place in Ireland some years ago, ah, which sorry. truly was by a whisker. It was a matter of thousands of votes. It was also about divorce. And yeah. it was about divorce as well, <laughs> yes.
1: Sorry. Um, so so I think it's going to be an interesting week next week. Um, you've seen the Prime Minister's response to the Ben Act. and yes. He's he's uh, basically sent a photocopy of the uh, of the script that he was ordered by Parliament to send, uh, but he has sent two of. Well, he sent another letter. Um, the problem is that the Speaker, who's been absolutely key in the way this has played out, he's going a week on Thursday, and um, he'll want to go with a bang. So it's going to be very very difficult to get this deal through before the 31st of October, unfortunately.
0: It's, it's interesting to, to watch matters and to see how people are chosen to speak in debates and mm. th- which amendments uh, are permitted and are not. Now, he would say he's even-handed, but as an outsider, it would appear to give him an awful lot of power and influence... It does. Um, I was one of the most prolific speakers in
1: uh, Parliament, speaking nearly every day. Um, my relationship with the Speaker has deteriorated from uh, antipathy to anim- animosity to pretty much open hatred. Uh, I've criticised him in the media and the press, and it's pointless me going into the Chamber because he won't call me. So um, the voice of North West has been pretty much silenced in the Chamber for the last four weeks. Um, I've put in for urgent questions. I've been an MP for 10 years. I've put in for urgent questions. I've never had one accepted. Um, whereas his favourites and those who have political leanings aligned with him have probably never had one refused. I put in for an SO24 debate a couple of weeks ago asking that the, we, you know, the situation we're in is because of the fixed-term parliament act. I asked for an emergency debate, debate on, on revoking the fixed-term parliament act. That was refused. But obviously... Uh, those who were seeking to frustrate uh, the will of the British people of leaving the European Union, uh, their uh, SO24 debate emergency debates were accepted.
0: If you take uh, the consequences of the fixed-term Parliament Act, which means that the, each Parliament has to go full session, um, is there any, how are you going to get to an election? Because there is a perception now that Boris Johnson would sweep in.
1: And that makes an election more unlikely. Under the Fixed-Term Parliament Act, the Prime Minister does not, when we move, does not have the ability to dissolve Parliament and call a general election, which would happen in every other situation where we've lost our majority, because we actually can't govern. Um, but everything that the Labour Party have done in trying to frustrate Brexit, I believe, has dropped them further in the polls, which makes it less likely that we're ever going to get a majority of two-thirds of all MPs, not even two-thirds of MPs who vote, but two-thirds of MPs who could vote, the total number of MPs we have, has to vote for a general election uh, under the Fixed-Term Parliament Act. One way round that is to bring in uh, a one-line bill, which uh, basically would ignore the Fixed-Term Parliament Act and say this parliament we should have a general election. But again, at the moment, we, we don't have the 320 MPs to, uh, to get that across the line. That would only need a simple majority of one. plus one. However, I do think that um, the SNP themselves are not keen on a second referendum, ultimately. And the reason for that is if they were ever in a position where they got uh, an independence vote in Scotland, if they'd set the precedent of having multiple referendums on that, it's highly likely it would cause them problems in the future. So they've got one eye on that. They've also got an eye on that uh, Alex Salmond, their former... Uh, leader in the House of Commons and the First Minister of Scotland is involved in a uh, a, uh, a very interesting legal case, which will come in January. Right, which will go be a, lot, to... a lot of po- yeah. a lot of political fallout from that, the SNP and wider implications. I think they'd they'd rather like to have a general election before that. Uh, goes so that, that'd be going, Yeah,
0: let me come back to uh, the studio here, and I mean, we were all, well. Many, many people were absolutely glued uh, to the television yesterday. Michael McDowell you uh, independent senator now, your former thornister and former minister, and watching how um, the speaker chooses who's to speak and all of that. As somebody that might have wanted to speak more, though you were lucky enough to be on the front bench for for so long, does it strike you as an odd system?
2: Well, um, sometimes I think uh, it is very, very subjective. Um, um, and in Ireland, the opposite situation applies. And party whips when I was in the doll used to determine who spoke and if you were out of favour with the party whips you just simply didn't get on your feet at all so uh, that shows you the opposite system right. There was a very good story of, of, a, of, a, of a backbench uh, MP who uh, went to one of uh, Berko's predecessors and said I, I really am very disappointed he said you know I, 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 um, I've been up and down all, all the time this afternoon and uh, I never caught your eye and uh, I had a really good uh, speech prepared And he said, you're doubly unfortunate uh, that uh, you didn't catch my eye and that you had a really good speech prepared because this is the only occasion you'd have anything decent to say in the House. (laughs) The great insult was put to him. But uh, but on a serious point, uh, the Speaker in in, in the House of Commons has huge huge influence over, uh, as we're now seeing now, and um, one point I just want to make about the, the simple solution of the, of the bill to repeal the fixed-term Parliament Yes, that, that has to go to the House of Lords too, where there's a remain majority. So I don't know. It would take some time, I'd imagine.
0: Right. Um, how, how do you see things moving on andrew bridge and i can hear the frustration uh, in your voice i mean if the house the, the commons and if the other house are both pro remain how do you move on
1: i think that we will get to eventually the SNP to join with us and vote for a general election that may be after, after the 31st of october when we've either left or extend because of the unwillingness of this parliament, which is dominated by remain MPs in contrast to the country, to push through this tolerable deal by uh, Boris Johnson. Um, And I honestly believe that the European Union are now completely frustrated uh, with the situation we find ourselves. And I think that will force us to a general election. And I think Labour MPs who uh, are running away from the electorate, and which is amazing that you'd offer, uh, has offered twice a general election, which the opposition have refused, having called for one every day for two years. The longer they run away, the more they'll be punished at the polls when we eventually. Uh, we get there which is, is, is inevitable you, you know at the end of the day we're all going to be held accountable for what we say what we do and the way we voted since the last generation in 2017 by our electorate and there's a lot of frustration the frustration in my voice is only actually the frustration of my constituents and I believe the country over here as a whole uh, with our Parliament at times I've actually been ashamed to be a member of Parliament over the shenanigans that have gone on over the last uh, few months it is, it's been particularly unedifying and coming back to the speaker I, he is finishing um, the, next uh, the week after yeah. uh, We're going to have a, an election of a new speaker on the fourth of November. Um, it'll all be one, done in one day. I think that um, the power of the speaker has become very evident, and there will now be it relies on his impartiality and being very very honourable and fair. And I'm afraid that I think there'll be a clampdown on the rules and uh, the powers of the next speaker right. based on the performance of John Burker.
0: Yeah, though so I I heard him on recently um, being interviewed and he said absolutely even-handed, absolutely even-handed. <laughs> but,
1: um, well, you only have to watch the videos, yeah. don't you, to see the way he's, he's outbursts.
0: Be, before um, I let you go, what was your view of the, how the DUP... Uh, were treated. They were. They were given certain commitments uh, for their votes, obviously, and they had the support um, of your grouping, I believe, as well. And then at the last minute, Brexit became more important uh, than the commitment to the union.
1: Well, the, the whole of the United Kingdom, including Northern Ireland, will be leaving on the thirty-first of. Um, October under Boris Johnson's deal, if we get it through, um, Northern Ireland will stay in the single market for manufactured goods and agri-foods, which prevents the need for uh, any checks on the border, and they'll be um, they'll, they'll synchronise VAT with. Uh, That's not you know, their view Ireland. of it, though. But we, but we're, well, the the problem for the problem for the DUP, which they've explained to me, and I do have a lot of sympathy, is that because those rules relating to a, a small fraction of the Northern Ireland economy will be made in Brussels without any input from the UK, that the lobbyists who, for those industries, will be looking to Dublin for representation rather than, than London. But, I mean, all these matters can be dealt with by a free trade agreement, um, which I think we'll get um, very quickly with the European Union, and we'll, and we'll be running free trade agreement talked with the United States in parallel, which I think will we'll focus minds on on right. where we're going. Um, oh. That th- we haven't thrown the DUP <laughs> under the bus, I've got the greatest respect for them, they, but they haven't got on this bus and uh, someone emailed me as a DUP supporter... From <laughs> I suppose from if I you said,
0: feel like that you've been thrown under the bus, uh, it, it matters well, too. It, well, he,
1: I think he quite rightly said that um, this is a DUP supporter who contacted me a few days ago that the DUP aren't always right, but they are defenders of the union. They're staunch defenders of, of the union, quite rightly. But, you know, often it's been the voice of Ulster says, no, well... I'm- I think on this occasion it's going to be Northern Ireland
0: says yes. Connell, you wanted to come in there. Well, it's
3: interesting to hear Andrew Britton say we're going to potentially have a very quick trade deal. I think Stephen Barclay himself has already suggested the transition period might last until 2022. And of course, if the UK does want to diverge, that's going to make it much more difficult to conclude that trade deal. Because the more you want your own fishing rights, you want your own standards for various industries, that's just going to prolong the negotiations year after year. And you think of Canada itself. You know, it took over five six years to negotiate so seven years seven years so again you know you listen to this you know there's been a lot of sort of aspirational talk about Brexit and what it might achieve for the but, uk but a very yeah. quick trade deal i find it very hard to believe is going to happen anytime soon unless the uk is prepared as most of its industries believe in their industry bodies that it should be aligning with the eu that appears to be on the face of it in the political declaration perhaps and you can tell me whether the sentiments expressed in the declaration around a um, level playing field are actually um, true.
1: Well, what we'll have is the same deal that Canada's got. Where it's not, we're not. Canada are not under EU regulations and rules. They have mutual recognition of standards. Um, but we have a lot of cards to play during. Once we get out, we have a lot of cards back uh, to play during those trade negotiations. They'll be tough, but at the end of the day, we can we can run uh, parallel negotiations with the EU and the. United States, uh, no deals back on the table. If we don't believe that the EU are, are playing, uh, negotiating in good faith, we can leave at any time with no deal. Um, and as far as the £39 billion pounds, uh, is concerned, yeah. the so-called divorce bill, if we, we don't get a satisfactory free trade agreement, um, or and we have to leave during the negotiations, we'll only be paying the legal minimum of the £39 billion Basically,
3: our bar well, bill as
1: we leave. And let's bear in mind as well, if, if, if the Americans do a deal with us in six months, that will put a lot of pressure on the European Union. Trump says he'll do a, a free trade deal with us in, in six months. Let's say that's 12 months. OK, can we well, well, want to go back in the there?
3: EU. Well, what I was hoping Andrew would tell us is that in the political declaration, uh, it says that the UK will abide by state aid, or minimum level playing field provisions and state aid, tax, uh, welfare, uh, environmental standards—that's uh, what's in the political declaration that uh, Boris has brought forward. So, if you could just tell us that the Conservative Party is in favour of those things, because if they are, that means rather close alignment with the EU, which hasn't been the message uh, that we've heard so far.
1: Um, well, everybody knows that uh, well, we're not—we're not looking for close close alignment on standards. I mean, our standards in, in industry, the environment, and tax, and in welfare, welfare labour law, environmental with, 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 with standards, that's We're what's in the. We're certainly not going to give. Well, that's a bit rich from um, from the Republic of Ireland. Where it's your, a it's your political declaration. 12.5%.
3: I'm, I'm <laughs> just asking you, Andrew, is, what you, is what's in the political declaration true? Is the UK going to have levels playing field provisions on tax, environment, welfare? all those things that which Boris Johnson has brought in the political declaration. Well, is case, it in true? That
1: case, in, that ca- in that case, we'd have to lower all our standards to EU levels because you know, maternity... we <laughs> are in the EU, EU Andrew. The, ma- yes, we are. <laughs> but we'd have, yeah, but our, our maternity... Well, if we want to... if people. I'm oh, just asking if level it's level true, Andrew.
3: Though, it's very well, simple well, question.
1: We, we can't, we, we, no, no, we can't because we'd have to... It's a very simple question, Andrew. Is what's
3: in the political declaration true on these issues?
1: We would have to halve our maternity leave in our country because it's twice that the EU uh, declared minimum. So we'd have to, if, if you want a level playing field, people don't
0: want that. Well, can want you answer make, the question that boards. was asked just straight? Does that still apply?
1: We're not going to sign up that we are not going to diverge from the European Union. We're not going to do that. That's you're not, not going
0: serious. to That's sign not up not that you're not going to diverge? Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. can, can I yeah. just make a we point? Will, we I will diverge.
2: Andrew, Andrew, can but
0: that I, doesn't mean we'll have lower standards.
2: Okay, and, let me come to Andrew, Michael can, back can, can, I, can I make this point here? Firstly, I mean, uh, as I understand it, Uh, You've just said that uh, if the um, negotiations for a future trading relationship uh, don't go satisfactorily, um, there is always the uh, um, no-deal exit available. Doesn't that prove conclusively that the Republic was correct in saying uh, that it had to be in the withdrawal agreement, that uh, that, uh, that, um, whatever deal was done between um, uh, the UK and the EU, that the situation in Ireland would not would not deteriorate Uh, and I I, I mean uh, what you're really saying Andrew is that you have this card to play that if things don't go your way in these trade negotiations you'll walk away with no deal that would be disastrous for Ireland and that's why that's why we that's why we wanted a backstop
1: yeah and if I reversed the argument you'd have put us if we if we'd signed up trees and maize deal with the backstop you'd have put the UK in a position where unless we agreed to everything the EU wanted we would have been in the backstop potentially
2: forever. And, um, and, and, and that's, 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 why, is, that's why the that's EU. That's why that was intolerable. Uh, yeah, that's us. why the EU at the very beginning said it should be a Northern Ireland only solution. And uh, Theresa May put down a red line saying that that couldn't be the case because it endangered the Union.
0: Okay, let me bring in some of our callers. A texture says Andrew Bridgen is showing how much dislike, dissension, and distrust exists within quote that place Uh, I presume he means the UK Parliament yes I presumed that he did too Marion watching the principal Theresa May yesterday on TV since she stepped down as the British Prime Minister she looks healthier, happier, more confident (laughs) and 10 years younger chairing the Brexit debate is not good for one's health and another one says none of you have mentioned the million people on the march yesterday Mm. and in fairness there really was a huge turnout And, Marion, it's very possible that Boris Johnson would win a majority in a general election with as little as 33% of the popular vote. A substantial part of the British mess is caused by this appalling electoral system. Huge numbers of voters might as well not vote at all. Well, look at people complain about Trump. Trump won under the United States rules. So, until they change their rules, that is their system. And similarly, first-past-the-post is chosen by our neighbours across the water. Anyway, hazard a guess. How long is this going to go on, Andrew? How long is it going to go on? Um, Well, we'll
1: either get out with this deal, but I'm... The problem is, without having the withdrawal agreement passed by Parliament, with the withdrawal bill itself is brought through next week, because it doesn't have that uh, mandate from Parliament aligned with the deal that Boris Johnson has done, it can be amended immensely. So I think next week we're going to face uh, calls for a full customs union, possibly single market, referendum. and lots of other things. Can be a, Possibly nice. a referendum, yes. We're going to have to fight all those battles again. It is a new session of Parliament, so undoubtedly sure the Speaker's going to allow them, and I just think we're going to be bogged down in that, uh, and also that this is these are because of widening of the debate, uh, there'll be demands for a lot of parliamentary time, right. which we don't have between now and the 31st of um, October, do we?
0: No, indeed. Listen, many, many thanks indeed uh, for joining us on the programme this morning. That was Andrew Bridgen, pro-Brexit Conservative MP and member of the European Research Group.